My next story comes from Salvador, actually. Salvador? Yes, you know how in Brazil, particularly in Sao Paulo, we often live in apartments, and some of these apartment buildings are quite close together. Right. And you can, you know, depending on where you live, you can get a pretty good view into some of your neighbor's apartments. Right, and what they're doing. And what they're doing. If you're that kind of a person. Well, sometimes. I mean, it depends on where you live. You don't get much choice, really, Mm, as to what you see. Okay, so what are you telling me? So, anyhow, there was Ah. a chap, a chap in Salvador, um, who um, had a knock on his door. Okay. And it was from one of his neighbors, who is a digital influencer, I believe. Okay. And basically, she says, look, um, I hate to say this, but could you stop wandering around in your underwear in front of the window? We can see everything, and we really don't want to see everything. Oh, okay. Well, that's a polite way of saying it. Okay. Well, she said it in Portuguese, of course. Right. And um, he says, well, hang on, you know, you're, you're basically telling me I can't do what I want to do in my own living room. Of course, you know, I'm quite entitled to behave how I wish in my home. Thank you very much. Okay, so the next day he pulled off everything and started running around. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's what you would have done, probably. But um, he, he was just indignant that she should challenge him in his rights to go around in his underwear if he wants to go in his underwear. Right. Um, but so, he, he was doing it in front of the open window. Well, he was, I guess, his apartment was fairly close to hers, as it often is the case. And she just says, well, you know, I don't want to see that. And he says, well... You could always look in someone else's window. You don't have to be looking in mine, you know? Right, and he's right. So you agree with him? That was my question, really. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what would I do? I don't, I don't even know what I would do. Would I be embarrassed? No, <laughs> probably not. But, yeah, it's your house. Walk around in your underwear. <laughs> but but don't do it in front of the, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, could go either way, I suppose. I guess a lot depends on how close the two houses or the two apartment buildings are together. Because if yeah. they're very close together, then... I mean, if you can shake his hand, basically, when he's running around in his underwear, <laughs> probably that's not a good but idea. How close do you have to be for it to be intrusive is the next question. I mean, you can't be that close, can they? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. So, I mean... Probably you could ignore it. Yeah, or just turn the other cheek. I mean, you, you, get, you get a lot of guys on the street when I'm exercising. I see a lot of these old guys, you know, very proudly walking along the street with no shirt on, with all that belly hanging out, and they're all in their 60s. And I kind of think that's kind of a bit distasteful, a bit tacky, really. Yeah, and, and or you also have at the beach, you have the the occasional rounded figure that wants to wear like a one-piece or a two-piece <laughs> bikini and doesn't really fit. <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, yes. It, it does seem strange that some of the larger shapes, body shapes, they do tend to wear tight clothing. But that's another subject, really. Yeah, but 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 then, do they have the right to wear this tight clothing? Well, that's just, I guess that's an equal thing. I mean, the guy is in his own house. He is so, in his own house, and she doesn't have to look. You could say, really. Yeah. So I mean, probably I side with him. I think. Just ultimately. ignore him. You're a digital influencer. Ignore it. And if it was the other way around, you'd probably be quite happy about that. If she's, good, you know. There you go. Going around in her underwear, then who's he to complain? You know. So, I, I have an update on the cocaine hippos from Colombia. Ah, the cocaine hippos. Yeah, They're I, still around. This is good. <laughs> actually, that's kind of a misnomer. They're not actually the cocaine the hippos that snort cocaine. But we give them that name because they were the hippos that were introduced to Colombia from Africa, illegally, I might add, by Pablo Escobar in the 1980s. Yes. 
And there were about 30 of them, you said, no? Now they've raised that, and they say they estimate to be about 140. 140? My 140 goodness. cocaine hippos, yeah. It takes a lot of feeling. And they are projected to grow to over 400 hippos in the next eight years. Wow. So they're, they're thriving. They're, they're, they're doing quite well. Now, the news is that the Colombian government is expected to sign a declaration that will label these cocaine hippos as invasive species. And that would put them on the same list, in Colombia at least, as the giant African snail, the coqui frog, the black chilapia, and lionfish. That's a very prestigious list. I'm sure they'll that be very is, happy. That is. That's very, very invasive also. And this would actually mean that the government officials will have to come up with a plan how to control the population. Hmm. Well, that usually means killing them, unfortunately. Yes, although they don't like to say killing. I think they like to say culling. But that basically means the same thing. Yes, controlling. Controlling, controlling. the population. Yeah, controlling is a nice way for saying killing. And there was, uh, there's one local fisherman... His name is Alvo Molina. He was actually attacked, or his fishing boat was attacked by an, a very angry female. But he's standing up for the hippos. And he says, hippos aren't African now, they're Colombian. Well, he's, he's got a point, they are he, Colombian hippos. They're, they're Colombian hippos. So he says, well, the government makes laws from a distance, but we live with them. And we have never thought of killing them. So that's, you know, quite interesting uh, standpoint from him. Well, possibly the solution here is to create a wildlife park, you would have thought, wouldn't well, it? Well, they do have... Now, Now that's that comes to my next point, because they for the local economy, they're actually quite important. Hmm. Because any tourists that want to visit Hacienda Napolis, I don't know if you remember that name, but that was Pablo Escobar's old estate, right? which is now a, a touristic place, uh, they give uh, cocaine hippo tours or hippo safaris. <laughs> <laughs> they give hippo safaris from this uh, from the hacienda. Uh, you get a free hippo as part of the tour, do you? Well, <laughs> I don't think you'd actually want a hippo as a pet. I haven't heard of anybody successfully house training a hippo. Yes, it might be challenging. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work so well, especially since they're quite aggressive. But uh, for the local economy, you know, they definitely don't want them too controlled or over controlled. Hmm. So it kind of has two sides to the to, to the coin here. Thank you for the hippo update. We will follow that story with interest. Right.